ID the Future, a podcast about evolution and intelligent design. Charles Darwin fathered not just a scientific theory, but a toxic social ideology that fueled racist colonial policies in Africa. That's the message of the new book, Darwin Comes to Africa. This is John West, Vice President of Discovery Institute. In this episode of ID the Future, we're going to hear an excerpt from the preface to Darwin Comes to Africa, explaining what the book is about and why it was written. Darwin Comes to Africa was authored by Dr. Olufemi Olunai. Dr. Olunai was a Nigerian college professor, scholar, minister, journalist, and activist. He was executive director of the Center for Values and Social Change in Lagos, Nigeria. He previously served as Dean for Academic Affairs at West Africa Theological Seminary and as Editorial Board Chair for Nigeria's National Mirror Newspapers. A Queen's Cross Scholar at the University of Aberdeen, Dr. Olunai earned a Ph.D. focused on public theology and advocacy journalism. Dr. Olunai finished a complete draft of his book in 2021, but he died shortly thereafter from COVID-19. He was a valued friend and it was a privilege to help shepherd his manuscript to publication. Listen now to an excerpt from the preface to Darwin Comes to Africa by Dr. Olufemi Olunai. Social Darwinism is a rickety notion, rich in assumptions, but destitute of facts. It reminds me of a Mandinka proverb, wildly recognized in Africa, which says, An empty bag cannot stand. It is, however resourceful. Social Darwinism rests like a tiger moth on Darwinism, its mother theory. When challenged with facts, it flits to a slightly different position and poses anew, where its camouflaging coloration allows it to survive a bit longer. However, social Darwinism is not merely as tricky and insubstantial as a tiger moth. It's also as dangerous as a tiger. As shall be shown in these pages, a large portion of northern Nigeria's suffering can be laid directly at the feet of this tiger and its parent. This book is an invitation to readers and to African scholars particularly to look around them and determine to what extent social Darwinism has mauled their respective societies and nations. What precisely is this dangerous creature? Social Darwinism is the pseudo-scientific ideology which posits that the biological principles of Darwin's scientific theory of random mutation and natural selection bear analogy to human society. One startling iteration of social Darwinism occurred under the guise of tactical warfare in the 1920s when a Russian scientist sought to produce a race of super-soldiers for Stalin's army by impregnating women from French Guinea with the sperm of a dead chimpanzee. Black African women, mind you, who were presumed to be less highly evolved and thus closer to chimpanzee than were white European women. The Russian scientist was not a lone gunman, so to speak. Colonial authorities approved the plan, and the Russian found support amongst both French and American scientists. Horrifying though this experiment is in terms of religion and morality, 
it makes ethical sense under social Darwinism. If humans are not but evolutionarily advanced animals, and if we breed and crossbreed animals to suit our purposes, why should we not breed humans in the same manner? Darwin's theory of evolution further posited the natural world as a place where the fittest survive and the less fit decline and die. If this is indeed the case, thought Darwin's contemporaries and indeed many of our own, then who are we to battle nature herself? Why should we not let the less fit die? Indeed, why should we not hasten their demise if it will profit us, the survivors, the fittest, economically, geographically, or politically? Why should the Briton not manipulate, oppress, and exploit the Nigerian? After all, the fact that he can do so surely proves that he is right to do so. He is fulfilling his very destiny as decreed by nature herself. True, such predatory impulses are as old as man himself. This book, however, explores the 19th century attempt to repackage those age-old myths, prejudices, racism, and general selfishness in a pseudo-scientific wrapper. That pseudo-scientific wrapper has allowed myriad evils to flourish up to the present day. Without doubt, Darwin's scientific theory of evolution and its social ramifications, though unproven and indeed increasingly discredited, hold pernicious sway in classrooms and boardrooms, in the halls of politics, medicine, and trade. Though the objective of social Darwinism was and still is the denigration and subjugation, exploitation and dehumanization of targeted peoples. These evils generally are cloaked in the benevolent language of guiding an inferior race or protecting a superior one by weeding out supposedly inferior stock. At various times and in various places, people so targeted have been the mentally or physically disabled, the elderly, the ill, the homosexual, the unborn, those whose ethnicity, nationality, or appearance has posed a real or perceived barrier to the fulfillment of another group's desires, and those whose poverty or criminality has been blamed Darwinist fashion upon inferior genetics. The problems of social Darwinism are various and are pervasive worldwide. And all people wronged by Darwin and his followers deserve to have their stories told and the false narratives wielded against them deconstructed. My focus in these pages, however, will be on my people and my country. Here is how the idea of a 19th century scientist traveled 4,000 miles to grievously wound northern Nigeria. Charles Darwin emerged at a time when Europe and Great Britain were hungry for an excuse to exploit Africa. Darwin's theories provided a morally palatable, though as we shall see, entirely wrong and illogical excuse. Further, in addition to justifying self-serving colonization, 
Darwin's theories shaped the way British administrators managed northern Nigeria and the various people groups therein. The false narrative of social Darwinism as promoted by British colonizers caused great and unjust harm to Nigeria. And to this day, many aspects of the pernicious narrative are widely and harmfully believed to be true. However, the critical link between the increasingly insatiable appetite for Africa's resources on the one hand and Charles Darwin's growing visibility on the other hand has been ignored as if willfully in the conventional social Darwinist historiography. I will present ample evidence for my claims in part one of this book, drawing on official documents, public statements, well-attested historical events, and so forth. This book does not deny that there are differences in material culture, literacy, technological attainments between Europe and Black Africa. Rather, it firmly rejects the sleight of hand that these external differences indicate a difference in the basic building blocks of the European and of the African, understood to mean black-skinned African. And, this, and that this supposed inherent difference causes cultural differences and warrants Europeans are superior to Africans' propaganda. These matters I shall discuss in part 2 of this book. My purpose is not merely to point the finger of blame, nor is it merely to restore a view of the black African as equal in all ways to the white European. It is also to show that social Darwinism rests on a faulty foundation, so that perhaps the day may come when the house of Darwin and all his unruly self-serving children harm no longer. You've just heard an excerpt from the preface to Darwin Comes to Africa by Dr. Olufemi Olunai. Find out more about the book at darwincomestoafrica.com. That's darwincomestoafrica.com. For ID the Future, this is John West. Visit us at idthefuture.com and intelligentdesign.org. This program is Copyright Discovery Institute and recorded by its Center for Science and Culture.